0: What is up, people? You are listening to another episode of the Imperial Broadcast, a very special episode, the last show we're going to be doing before The Rise of Skywalker is released. Um, It's very, very exciting, very anxious. always get that pre-Star Wars movie anxious, nervous energy. Um, Of course, I have Kendall joining me for the show, as always. Kendall, what are your thoughts? What are your feelings about everything? Uh, leading up to this uh, movie drop?
1: Yeah, you know, we uh, obviously we we spend this show, you know, and a lot of what we're talking about is leading up to this movie. You know, everything we've talked about, not everything, but, you know, 75% of it leads up to these movies. And, you know, we've done, I mean, did we do a Force Awakens review?
0: I feel, like we did. I feel like we did also. Yeah, I feel like we did a Force Awakens review. Definitely did Rogue One. Yeah, we we absolutely did every single one after Force Awakens. We did Rogue yeah. One, Last Jedi, Solo. So, yeah, exactly. So, and now Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. So, you know, now so we'll have that for you next show.
1: We'll have our Rise of Skywalker review. It'll be our Rise of Skywalker review. Uh, so that's exciting. Um, you know, we have uh a lot to discuss with this movie uh disney has not (laughs) they have not been shy about tv spots they have not been bashful about uh you know showing you aspects of this movie in trailers tv spots commercials previews early looks clips however however way you want to phrase it they have tried their best to get this movie out there I, i don't know why
0: because yeah. even in uh an in interviews and things as we're gonna discuss they're just, they're just very revealing things <laughs> yeah it's crazy yeah um which is funny because they haven't
1: they were very kind of tame with this movie beforehand like you know like for a while we didn't in mean, very long time without a trailer for a while we didn't know anything even when we did get a trailer we really didn't know much about the movie still don't know much about the movie but like now they're and now we're a week away, and now we're finally starting to learn things, and it's like, at this point, I was just going to go into this movie not knowing anything. but um, but yeah, I mean, I'm excited. Shamar. do you have any expectations
0: for this movie? Uh, expectations. Um. Or predictions, maybe, if, you, if you're feeling bold. Uh, yeah, and, uh, yeah or be- any uh, predictions for the movie. Um, let's see. Uh, this is based on everything that they've, the Disney Star Wars has given us. Um, you know, just the sum total of all the work that we've gotten. Some spectacular, uh, in, you know, Rogue One, in my opinion. And some not-so-spectacular. Um, but even, even so, um, I think this movie could potentially be, uh, the, um, could potentially be the boldest, uh, of all the Star Wars movies in terms of where they go with certain storylines. Um, um so I think that this movie uh, I, I think it's going to take uh, quite a few risks which is interesting because Force Awakens took no risks in my opinion um, I, I feel like th- but I feel like with this movie um, they're really going I feel like J.J. Abrams specifically is really going to you know say no we're really going all in we're going to you know, make people gasp several times in the movie theater um, and really surprise people, and I I think it's just uh, I think we're really in for for quite a wild ride. And there are also, also some stories we're going to talk about today that are already making me gasp. You know, and it, I feel like we're going to get m- uh, moments like that. Um, you know, as as we watch this movie, as things go on. I mean, we, we know the Colossus is in the movie. We know the ghost is in the movie somehow for some reason. Um, I mean, we are already know we, certain aspects of things are going to be in this movie that we absolutely would never have expected. Um, do I think it's going to be a great movie? If The Last Jedi was at least, um, was, or not even, I wouldn't say The Last Jedi, because I, I did enjoy The Last Jedi, but I would say if both movies, for The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi averaged out at like a plus, B, a B+, I would say... Yes, I think this movie is going to be great, but they did not. So I, 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 don't. I have to be honest. I don't necessarily have that that confidence. I think this could be divisive potentially. It could upset a lot of people. Um, I mean, we read the uh, the ideas that um, Colin Trevorrow had uh, before, and people did not like those ideas. I did not like those ideas. And I don't think those would have been successful. So I'm sure the movie visually is gonna look amazing. The story I don't I have no idea because I don't know anything about the story. I know the Emperor's coming back, Kendall, you've mentioned before. Um, you know, how are they going to explain this? What is the and I've mentioned as well, what is the reasonable and and look, it's Star Wars, so of course you're gonna have a lot of fantastical elements that don't make sense in the in the real world, quote unquote. But what is your your reasoning You know, using Star Wars world logic to to have this man survive all of this. The dark side is very powerful. And even in the EU, you know, you see people survive things that make absolutely no sense. (laughs) Using the power of of the force or the dark side. Um, But this is something that I I have no idea. I have no idea how he would have survived what he he went through. So uh, J.J. Abrams has quite a task on his hands. But he is he has he does have creative vision. I've seen that vision in other aspects, so I think he can pull this off, but it's gonna be quite a bold uh quite a task either either way i'm I know I'm gonna be entertained um you know I'm not gonna to be like those people at the last Jedi that were there and left the theater angry and upset and disgusted. I've never left the theater. I didn't leave the force awakens angry and upset and disgusted yes. that's not. <laughs> Wait, when you said like left the theater, I just it, like I just imagine like people
1: were like leaving. I imagine you meant like people were leaving like the middle of the movie. Like, oh I'm no! Well, I'm leaving this movie early. I don't even need to see. It. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, yeah.
0: no. Yeah. Are people doing that? Nah, no, no way. <laughs> I don't think anyone's leaving the. Th- I don't think anyone's leaving the theater early unless you're like one of these like people that's like Raylo or Bust. You know, y'all right. might y'all might leave the theater early because that's not gonna happen. But every, everybody else are
1: calling it no Raylo
0: no yeah, there's no raylo that doesn't make any, any sense in terms of the story. um yeah, I, I don't think that's a bold prediction, but if you want to call that a bold prediction, you can go right ahead. Um, did
1: you really like confirm that or something yeah. I
0: don't know I could be I done. feel like she, I feel like she or or driver or somebody said that that's not a thing. I feel yeah, like someone like already confirmed
1: look, that's what you want to see like.
0: Yeah, I think someone someone already confirmed that that's not a thing i I believe, but I'm not certain. But I'm certain that that's not a thing. So if no one else did, I, I can confirm it for y'all right now. That's not gonna happen. So uh, yeah,
1: what, what would you say if you have any? What would be your one like really bold prediction? Uh
0: my one really bold prediction. Um, we're gonna get either Force Ghost Anakin, Force Ghost Obi Wan, Ewan McGregor, or um, we're gonna get. At least their their voices. Anakin's voice. In a very distinct. Way. Very distinct. Obvious. Clear and present way. Um, so that would be something that I would not expect. But that I think could happen. And that I think would have a payoff. If, if it's used correctly. So I think that's something that could happen. I think that's something that. Um, that J.J. could do. I think it would pay off. He's already bringing back the Emperor. He's bringing back Palpatine. Which he did not have to do. And the last time we saw him was in the prequels. So, you know, why not bring back some of these other characters? But what about you? What are your expectations, your overall feelings? And if you have any bold predictions, uh, what are those predictions? Yeah, so
1: expectations. I expect this movie to take a lot of risks. And not risks in the sense that, like, like, because like fourth Awakens*, we've talked about, you didn't really take any risks necessarily. it was a safe kind of movie the way it was made, mm-hmm. but like it'll take risks in the sense that like it's gonna not gonna be doing like like is it, they're going to address all the things that we really wanted to we really wanted to have that addressed in the original, so you know we had uh in the first movie you know we had the allusions to ray's backstory and you know maybe even finn and we had snoke and all the stuff like last jedi took kind of no risk with any of those storylines i mean it was risks in the sense of the way they addressed it but like the the actual backstories they just you know did nothing with they were just like don't even worry about it i think jj will undo that and i think he will take some risks in terms of these characters and their backstory um it's going to be interesting to see how he fits all of this together. I'm a little worried and concerned that it's going to be a little bit of a hodgepodge of like trying to tie everything into trying to tie everything together. It's kind of like, you know, if you watch, uh, you know, the show Watchmen, I'm sure a lot of the, the listeners of this show probably have watched it or do watch it. Like, you know, if you're up to the finale, like it's going to be a little interesting to see how that gets tied into each other because there's a lot of moving parts that are going to be trying to be, uh, you know, tied in in one episode. I think that, so to how this movie feels, where I think there's going to be a lot of moving parts that they're going to try and tie in from really just the fourth awakening. Kind of I like don't think there's going to be much from the last Jedi to even tie in, but um, I mean the thing with Palpatine, you know, they kind of they didn't, they didn't I wouldn't say they revealed anything, but they kind of gave you hints in this latest trailer, which I know Shamar didn't see this latest TV spot as to where you know, as to, you know, what Palpatine may have been doing so far or you know, where he may have came from, or maybe even how he survived, I don't know. Still a lot to to be determined, but um I you know, I, so far I'm not not a uh, still skeptical, but we'll see we'll see, we'll see once the movie comes out. It's gonna take a lot of convincing for a lot of people to convince people why how he came back. So this is gonna be very interesting and JJ Abrams is a good He's a good writer. He tells good stories, but I mean, this is going to be a very, very interesting one. Um, as far as Rey, that's where I—that's going to be the most confusing part. I, I think I don't know if this is a bold prediction, but I would say my prediction in terms of Rey is that I don't think she's going to be related to anyone that we care about. You know, like I don't think she's a Skywalker or a Solo or a Palpatine or Kenobi. You know, and I think that the Colin Trevorrow story that we heard kind of, I wouldn't say confirmed that, but, like, made that a little bit more obvious, because if she was one of those people, and that that was the plan the whole time, I I feel like they wouldn't have the story of, like, she was you know, related to Leia's you know, she was Leia's maid's daughter. Like, I could be wrong, maybe, or maybe J.J. had a plan, and Travolta wants to change it, or I don't know. But um, I feel like that—that's something that you would think that they would have settled in early on in the process. So, like, I think that it will be changed, but I don't think it will be so drastically changed that um, she's now all of a sudden going to be Leia's daughter. You know, like mm-hmm. that would be such a drastic change and shift from <laughs> what they had originally had planned. So, um, I yeah. So, yeah, I don't think that she's going to be related to anybody that we know of. Um, but it'll still be interesting to see what they do with that character um, other than that though um, bold, overall bullet predictions for this movie though I, I'm going to say that you know we, we always ask for this, <laughs> with these movies especially movies of this magnitude we're getting to the end who's going to die as if like someone's got to be on the chopping block, and mm-hmm. I would say the leader in the clubhouse has to be Kylo Ren. You know, Kylo Ren, is, you know, is a person that we think could end up being redeemed on some level, but you can't really redeem what he's done. But the only way to redeem him is if he dies off. You know, just like Vader type of thing, where it's like cause you can't have that guy around; he's too evil. You can't just say, Oh yeah, I'm good now. Yeah. It's a classic movie trope, it's a classic story trope. You know, if the the villain gets redeemed, he also kinda has to die in the process. So
0: Alright, you heard it here first first, folks. Kendall's, so yeah, predi- Kylo Kendall's Ren's predicting Kendall's
1: predicting. The Calorin's a dead man. I think he's a dead man, sadly enough, by the hand of Palpatine.
0: By the hand of Palpatine.
1: Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised. This is a bold This might be bolder than what you expected, but I wouldn't be surprised if Palpatine and Kylo Ren are one by the end of the movie. What do you mean by that? Like, you know, we see the shot of Rey looking at Palpatine, but we can't see Palpatine's face.
0: I wouldn't be surprised if that's Adam Driver. Mm. That's Palpatine. So, like, like, Palpatine possessed him?
1: Something along those lines. I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know the story. I don't know what J.J. Abrams is gonna cook up, but just don't be surprised. That's Adam Driver under the Palpatine hood, cloak, whatever you wanna call it, mm. and it's Palpatine or it's Kylo Ren. I don't know, but um, that they are kind of one of the same person. I'm not saying Kylo Ren is Palpatine. that would be some weird. That'd be a weird story, but um, yeah, I think on some level there's gonna be some possession
0: of body type body transfer something uh um that that would be interesting. I feel like that would also be very divisive. Yes. Um cuz I don't know if I'd like that, honestly. But I mean, it would it would depend on the execution. Um that would certainly be a risk, that's for sure. Uh yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, this is this is this is episode 9. This is it. This is the end of the end of the Skywalker saga. It's not the end of Star Wars. But, <laughs> uh, you right, know, this, this is the last
1: show we're ever doing, man. This, this is, is the last, last show,
0: the last time we'll hear the word Skywalker. Nah. Um, like, they're continuing to do the Star Wars comic, all the Skywalker stuff, so... Star Wars is going to be okay. But, I mean, this is the end of the of the three trilogies, so... You know, we shall see um how it goes and we'll be here reviewing it. We're gonna try to get uh some people on, um some some special guests on to talk about the movie, review the movie with us. It's a very special occasion, so we're gonna try to see what we can do and getting some more people on. Um now the first topic, official topic I guess we're gonna talk about at the top of this show. I wanna give a big old uh spoiler warning. Uh say this is this could be considered a potential spoiler for the movie, depending on how you feel about the movie, um, or depending on. It depends on. See, it, I'll what just leave. What you want to know going into it. What you want to know going into it. If you don't want, and this isn't. And by the way, what I'm reading, this isn't necessarily confirming anything officially, but it's heavily implied by J.J. J. Abrams, who directed the movie. So I'll leave that there as well. So is regarding characters that may or may not appear in the movie who you would have never guessed would be in the movie if you don't want to hear anything about that you may want to skip 10 or 15 minutes um just to be safe and uh move, skip over to our next topic uh so with that being said i will now start talking about the story now the story is uh that jj abrams was speaking with uh a japanese news outlet called sora news 24 and um, uh, J.J. asked the interview, he said, uh, so who's your favorite character? And the interview says, it's so- Ahsoka Tano. And he kind of apologizes for picking an animated character instead of one of his characters. And then uh, J.J. Abrams says, oh, it's Ahsoka Tano, huh? So you may want to watch very closely. You may want to watch The Rise of Skywalker very closely. Um, and then the interview goes crazy, and, and as, as they would if they're an Ahsoka Tano fan. Um, Ahsoka Tano. So Ahsoka Tano may may appear, according to the director J.J. Abrams, in The Rise of Skywalker. Now he did say watch very closely, so that kind of implies that you know she's not going to have lines and she's not going to you know be talking to Rey or anything like that.
1: I I, I have to I have to admit, you more. i I may have heard something along
0: these lines a while back. I don't, doubt, I don't doubt that some Reddit person is probably like, Ahsoka <laughs> confirmed for Rise so, of Skywalker. So I don't
1: remember even where I read this. <laughs> but someone had a source about something and it was... I don't know. I don't even want to go more in depth. But it's something about a dream sequence or like a, a Jedi something something and
0: uh, Ahsoka Tano was supposed to be involved. So, Along with other characters that I won't mention. But... Um, if Ahsoka Tano like officially shows up in any capacity
1: I, now what I'll say is I, from what I understand
0: and again I don't remember even where the source
1: was I don't remember if it was confirmed but I didn't believe it at the time or I was just like well, whatever but this kind of now adds to that but um, I, I got the impression that it was going to be similar to how we heard like Obi-Wan in Force Awakens or even like Yoda was supposed to be in Force Awakens like you have to like really like listen closely type thing and, like, you may hear her voice. So, oh, Ashley hear. Eckstein would be in episode 9? Yeah. That's what it sounds like. And one of those things where most people won't get
0: it, but some people will. And those people will be going crazy. Um, If she, if she shows up, like, if we can see Ahsoka Tano in <laughs> any way, shape, or form. Live action? or Live media? action. <laughs> I would I just, I would lose it. I'd be like, oh, J.J. Abrams wins. JJ Yo, imagine Abrams if we got, like, completely. a... Uh, uh, Force Ghost Ahsoka. I don't yep. think. I don't think this is good. I, I hope that happens.
1: That would be the only way she would show up physically.
0: I mean, that or a flashback. Yeah, I was thinking maybe a flashback since they're already doing like like flashbacks. I guess already, um, in the trilogy. So, uh... um, but yeah, I mean, if she showed up as a Force Ghost, that would be even better. Then I mean, she must have actual lines, and someone cast someone casted Ahsoka Tano, and she has lines in the movie. That would be unbelievable, but um, but yeah. So J.J. Abrams apparently indirectly somewhat confirms that Ahsoka is going to be in the movie. Um, but does how,
1: this have yeah. any significance to you outside of like, you know, like I said, maybe it's just you know uh, Ahsoka's voice type thing, or is this a, or do you feel like this means anything about you know Ahsoka having some extra relevance in the universe Ahsoka like mm-hmm. being used in some other fashion or is this just gonna be like a cool easter egg that you know JJ likes the character and you know obviously Filoni have, likes the character she's popular type thing like that that's what I'm that's what I'm interested about
0: I think this is absolutely lends credence to the idea that Ahsoka is going to be featured in more things going forward and that Dave Filoni's influence is going to be felt and heard across all of Star Wars. Um, So I think that I think I think that kind of um, I I think that basically for for me personally, it almost confirms that Ahsoka is is not dead and gone. We will see her again in more things, Um, and Filoni will be seen and heard again in more things. Not just The Mandalorian, probably in other projects that may be his alone. That he would work on. That who. You know. Because I, I mean this is. Uh, for Ahsoka to be in episode 9. In any real official format. Would. That would just be. I mean that's. I mean that's making her canon to people. Who never even watched Rebels. Never watched an episode of Clone Wars. Yeah. You know. And now they're like oh who's that. That's an interesting character. And then they're going to go back and research and check. It. I mean this is like. That's huge. So. Um. So yeah, I think I think that would absolutely imply that Ahsoka is going to be a much bigger player going forward.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I would tend to agree that like it's very it's just very interesting that they would even use her at this stage because it is yeah you know it's like you know I mean we're we're heading to the end at this point like if you use her in Episode Seven like it would have been. Interesting. Even episode eight would have been interesting. Yeah, or be.
0: or in something like Rogue One, right? Know? Like that would have like, You know,
1: we expect way Easter way egg, sense. like the Harry yeah. Easter egg, this, that, and the other thing. But like showing her in this, you know, and it's like we know the ghost is in the movie. I mean, I mean, I, it's 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 wild, you know. Could other characters from Rebels show up? You know, like I, I mean, I I don't know, but. Um, does this you know like if this is a thing where it's is it a jedi thing like do we see other characters is it just is it going to be just particular see i just feel like there's no way that this would be something that's particular to ahsoka i would just be surprised if this was something where it's like it's just ahsoka but like like it's just ahsoka saying something to rave like, I feel like this would if it's Ahsoka it's gonna be like you know a long lineage of Jedi type thing or mm. kind of like the, you know Avatar if you've seen Avatar yeah that's
0: what I was thinking as well yeah see all like, the Avatar like like um Kiyoshi or something like yeah, that
1: yeah you see Avatar Kiyoshi and Avatar this one and Avatar this one and that one that's what I would expect more so but I could be wrong maybe you know there is something specific to Ahsoka Tano like you said a flashback potentially um it, it's gonna be wild though it's gonna be fun um to see how her character is introduced. But I, I don't like that this is even said. You know, like, I didn't, even though I read the thing, I totally forgot about it. So, like, I didn't expect to see Ahsoka um, at all. But now, now I'm waiting for it. And it's like, imagine if we, imagine if someone said before Rogue One, yo, Harrison Dula, watch out for that name.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's true. <laughs>
1: And you know, like I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be expecting that. I, I wouldn't want to hear that. Like, so that's, uh, that's the frustration. But um, it is what it is. I still expect a fun movie. It's not going to ruin it, unless Ahsoka plays a major role in the third act. Like, it's not going to ruin the movie.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, all right, so uh, we're going to move on to our next topic here. So, um, you know, we're going back to the last Jedi you know why i don't know but we're going back to the last jedi um so uh jj abrams and john boyega uh had made comments recently about the last jedi uh implying that it was not that good you know to be frank and i would say boyega more than abrams specifically um i'm gonna give abrams uh you know kind of a little bit of Kind of gonna extend an an, uh, an olive branch, or maybe, or just kind of kind of give him a, a a pass. I I personally would give him a pass because I think that you know his comments could have been much harsher uh, than they were. Though I still think he probably shouldn't have said what he said. So basically, uh, you know uh, what he said, and it's very uh, it's kind of funny how he said it too. But he said that you know. Um, he said that it was almost like he calls it almost like meta commentary, and he says that you don't go into a movie, um, wanting to be told these question these things don't matter. These questions don't matter. So he's kind of talking about how the Last Jedi kind of disregarded all these things that were introduced in the Force Awakens, uh, like Snoke and uh, race parentage, and uh, you know. So he's saying, how you don't go to the movies to see. To be told, oh yeah, that stuff doesn't matter. And then he he says um, uh, he says that uh, for he says it's kind of like for the story. He says you for the pendulum to swing in one for the, you sometimes you need the pendulum to swing in one direction for it to go back and then swing in the different direction. So he's almost implying that Ryan Johnson had to go in a different direction his comments were very indirect which is why i give him a pass on this so he doesn't he doesn't ever nec- directly bash the last jedi but it's very indirect especially his quote about you know going to the movies and being told something doesn't matter i was like that's that was kind of like oh boy okay i mean it's hard it's hard to see that it's hard to see that in any light other than negative <laughs> um uh so that's what jj J. abrams said he walked those comments back several times. He didn't necessarily address those comments specifically, but he highly praises Ryan Johnson in several interviews and things. After he made those comments, he talks about how he's a wonderful filmmaker, how he loved *Knives Out*, and um, you know how what what Ryan Johnson did didn't didn't make his job any harder, and you know, et cetera, so on and so forth. Um, but he did make those comments, and you know, it is important to note that he did say those things. So. Um, some people are saying that to imply there's some kind of beef going on between Abrams and Johnson, which I don't know is, is really the case. But that's the thing that is being said. Um, now John Boyega also kind of, you know, piled on. And uh, he was um, asked about The Last Jedi. And he says, um, uh, he, says he thought The Last Jedi was quote-unquote a bit iffy. Um in that he didn't necessarily agree with all the choices in the movie um and i'm going to read you this this kind of uh uh big quote as well, um which i think is he's just he's not speaking highly of the I'd say i i uh, you could argue the trilogy as a whole, but I would say more specifically the last jedi uh he, he says the force awakens I think was the beginning of something uh quite solid the last jedi. If I'm being honest, I'd say that was feeling a bit iffy for me. I don't necessarily agree with a lot of the choices uh in that, and that's something that I spoke to Mark uh, referring to Mark Hamill a lot about and we had conversations about it and it was hard for all of us because we were separated He says I guess the original Star Wars film I guess the original Star Wars films there was much more of a trio feel where it was essentially about Luke's journey um and exploring uh that dynamic uh, uh, he said that would be cool. I do even I do feel even after three films still, we don't know as much as we got to know Han Luke Leia. And maybe that's a great opportunity to get to know them a little bit more. He says the banter, the bickering, uh, the undercover romances uh, that then manifests in an epic moment. Uh, that for me is Star Wars It's not hyper real or realistic or grounded. He said, don't do any of that. It's like connection, family, friendship, if they're going to do it in that direction, then absolutely, so I mean he's kind of saying how you know they separated they were separated in the last Jedi and that it was not good for the trilogy as a whole. He said the movie itself was iffy i mean that i I've never seen anything like that um except for except coming from actors who are just very disgruntled and upset right <laughs> you know, he said the movie he said it was a bit iffy i mean jesus you know like and this after the fact I and mean, he made a lot of money off of it and all that but now he's saying the movie was a bit iffy and that he talked to mark hamill about how he thought it was a bit iffy and we know how mark hamill felt about you know what happened in the last jedi he's been very vocal about it
1: yeah. so
0: so i mean jeez john Boyega is kind of just and he did not retract those comments He did not walk those comments back. He said it, that's what he feels, and that's just what it is. So that is very, um, that is kind of an eye-opener for me. Uh, More so than J.J. Abrams' comments, though his comments were not good either. Uh, But, Kendall, how do you feel about about, uh, what Abrams and Boyega um, are saying?
1: Yeah, so the Abrams thing, you know, look, people are kind of, you know, I agree. You know, I agree. I think people are kind of being a little excessive on the abrams you know you know hates Ryan Johnson or hates his work and hates Last Jedi. I don't know if that's necessarily what he's saying. I think he does like it. Um I think he's acknowledging that I think a lot of the decisions he probably wouldn't have made, but I think we know that. You know I, I think you could just, I mean you could watch the two movies and watch what they're doing and when you watch Rise of Skywalker you'll say to yourself, I don't think Last Jedi would have fit in Abrams' trilogy, but uh, he's gonna have to make it work somehow. I think. I look. I think he's being. In some look, some people think he's being disrespectful. I think he's being respectful to Ryan Johnson and saying that, like, look, Last Jedi has a place in my trilogy, which that's not what he said, but and essentially, like, you know, right. the trilogy needed, you know, the pendulum swung one way to go in another direction, and I think that's what he's saying, you know. And I, I don't know if that's as negative as. You know, I think he thought it was, you know, or as as what people thought it was, but, you know, I think that that's, um, I think that's what he was saying. Yeah, you know, I mean, that. I, yeah, it, I agree. It, it needed to go in that direction. Um, and it went in, I'm bringing it back to another direction. And, like, he could have easily said, yeah, Ryan told the story that I didn't want to see, and, you know, he ruined the movie for me, but the, he's not going to do that. So. Um, being respectful of him—that's the story
0: he told. But I don't know. Yeah, I mean, he is. Uh, yeah, I don't think. Um, I don't think Abrams was being quite as harsh as a lot of a lot of headlines would lead you to believe. Um, but what did you think of Boyega's comments, Kendall?
1: Yeah, and Boyega a whole nother situation because you know I I feel like Boyega, um, he had a, you know. I don't know about Boyd. Boyd is very loudmouth. No disrespect to him. Like I don't <laughs> think He's very you know outspoken. You know he's right. not afraid to say what he, what's on his mouth, uh, when on his mind I should say. But um, you know, so I, it's not surprising that he was going to be expressive about this. And uh, look, I don't disagree with him. You know, I think you know I think last year I made some very iffy decisions that I wouldn't make, and I've expressed that on my own, mm-hmm. in my own. Uh, Right, but um it is strange to hear him kinda of put him on blast like that, you know. And put Ryan Johnson on blast and uh I don't know, it's not anything that, you know, Mark Hamill didn't say in his own right, but um I don't know. I mean, again, I, I can't be mad at Boyga when I feel the same way. So Yeah. And a lot of a lot of people feel stronger about this than Boyga does, so I don't know.
0: Yeah. You know, um, I mean, I don't know. I think it's just something in me that's just like, you know, you. I mean, you worked on this project. You, I'm sure, you spoke with Ryan about the story, the direction, and and what you liked and didn't yeah, did like. Did you say anything then? You know, and it's like now, The Rise of Skywalker is gonna come out, and now you're saying all this, all this stuff about how you didn't, you felt iffy about the Last Jedi, and all this stuff. I mean, I mean, I don't know. Part of me is like, I mean, you were you were a part of this project. Why do you not want it to be want it to succeed and want it to? Why are you disparaging the, pro, the the view of the creator? You know of. I mean, I don't know. I just it something about it just rubs me the wrong way. Um, you know, uh, and I didn't dislike the Last Jedi, so that probably adds to that as well. But but I don't know. Something about it is just like, mm, you know. I mean, I I wouldn't. He's one of the, the the one of the least people I would have expected this from. Um, I mean, Mark Hamill, I can understand just because he's so attached to Luke Skywalker's character, and you can understand him absolutely not seeing that coming in terms of what Ryan Johnson had in, in store for the character. Um. So, but I mean, Finn, I mean, John Boyega, he's just like, he's just like, nah, yeah, the movie was a bit iffy, and a lot of the decisions I thought just weren't that great. And it's like, jeez you know, it's like. I- so I don't know. Uh, so Boyega kind of like uh, I don't know why he's saying these things. Um, but I mean, you're right, Kendall. He is very uh, clearly very outspoken with w- regards to his opinions on things, and a lot of the time I do appreciate that. Um, but sometimes I feel like you know what? I think just for the sake of you know supporting your fellow you know uh, artists, artists who help who you worked with on this project, um, you know I. I think it would probably be best to not speak negatively about the project. You know, I, I just I just think that's especially when we know Ryan on some level is going to be involved with Disney Star Wars going forward. Yeah, that too. Like, that's I mean that's if, very if
1: awkward. He if he would have went and said like, yeah, you know, I wasn't I was talking with Colin Jeraro about Episode Nine. And his ideas were really shaky. I wasn't feeling it. Like that would have been also putting him on blast. Would have been like, all right, I mean, I never really worked with the guy. Like you're not going to work with the guy in the near future. Like. You guys don't work for the same company. Never have. Never will. But, like, Ryan Johnson, like you said, like this guy, like, you know, when he's your director, I mean, you spend weeks with this guy, months probably with this guy, you know, like, yeah, to to put him on blast when it's like, yeah, look, clearly you didn't say you weren't saying this when the movie came out. I mean, I'm sure if I can, you know, roll back the tapes of the the John Boyega. Pre, you know, press interviews for Last Jedi he was not saying this. Some of the decisions made in this movie were iffy. You know, it's. But I don't. I mean, I don't blame him. But he kind of couldn't say that stuff then. But it's. I mean, it's just strange to say that stuff now. I don't know. Hopefully, this movie's good. That's what I was saying. All. <laughs> if this movie is not, he's gonna look worse, because. You know, this is definitely very much that, you know, J.J. J. Abrams' buddy-buddy stuff. And, you know, I like J.J. J. Abrams. I thought he did a great job with Force Awakens. But, you know, we can't have it where, like, you know, we're, we're going to bash everyone else just to prop up J.J. J. Abrams. Yeah. And I don't think J.J.
0: J. wants it that way. I think that's clear with his comments for Ryan Johnson. Yeah. And what if The Rise of Skywalker doesn't do well? What if people don't like that? He's going gonna gonna like to start bashing J.J.
1: You know, Abrams, too? Yeah, you're gonna look goofy. There's gonna be are then are you then gonna say well, some some issues with Rise of Skywalker? Yeah, no, it it's got to be different directors. Who? What's the issue? You know what I mean? Like, so, I
0: so yeah, I don't know. Something about that was just like I don't know. It didn't it didn't rub me the right way? It was like I I don't know how I feel about this. I'm st- I still like Boyega. I still think he's doing a good job in portraying Finn. But you um, you but... liked
1: Last Jedi more than I did though, right? I did. Yeah. So maybe that's also at the root of like you know yeah yeah maybe like that's if you like the movie well. and you know he's bashing it you know for me i didn't like it so i'm a little bit more like you know look oh, man he's telling the truth so right uh maybe that's the root of our uh you know
0: yeah our, you know. yeah it could be <laughs> very <laughs> m- very much possible um so we're actually going to be moving on to more uh boyega uh so boyega's been talking a lot lately um and this, though this isn't Boyega alone again, so it's John Boyega and Oscar Isaac. So they were both asked whether they would be interested in um, uh, in, in continuing to portray their Star Wars characters on Disney Plus. Um, and they both said no. Um, now, on the face of it, uh, that is understandable. I would say, honestly, for both characters, though I would say Poe Dameron especially. Um, uh, just because um i don't i don't see where you would be able to go um <laughs> with those characters honestly in in a TV show especially live action um you know i you know i really just have uh no idea what you would really do with that um uh and uh i mean boyega i think was um I mean, when Oscar Isaac was asked about the question, he responded with a simple, nope. He said he's cashing in his chips. Which, I mean, I can understand that and respect that. It sounds to me like he's just done with the character overall. um, Which is understandable. (laughs) I mean, if you play a character for this many years and you're so used to playing this character and you kind of want to move on to other projects and other things, that's completely understandable. Um, When it comes to Boyega... Spe- it's funny because this is the line that was specifically used in headlines uh, when he said this, he said, you're not going to Disney plus me. He's like, no, you're not going to Disney plus me. You know, so and I was just like, boy, being the expressive one. I just like, oh boy, okay. Alright, Mr. Boyega. And I
1: feel like Boyega's is not like this. I and mean, Maybe I could be wrong. He's got the personality, but like, a lot of actors do, but I feel like, you know, he's less controversial outside of Star Wars. I, 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 I'm sure he is. I haven't really heard of it. He doesn't really make headlines doing anything else besides Star Wars. Yeah. So it's interesting that, you know, when it comes to Star Wars, that's when, you know... But I, I don't know. Maybe he's just under a much more, you know, closer microscope. But that, that's that's just the vibe that I get.
0: So, yeah. I I don't know. Um, so this is... This is... Uh, more comments from Boyega. I'm just... Overall, I'm just not a fan of it. I mean, he's... And the thing is, he's not... He's not the same as Isaac where Isaac... Um, I think I've even read other comments from Oscar Isaac where he said, you know, he's pretty much done with this character going forward. Even if they asked him to come back for a movie, he would not do it. I'm pretty sure I read that somewhere as well. So he's just done with the character of Poe Dameron as a whole, and which is again is completely understandable. And if Boyega had said something along those lines, I would say, okay, totally understandable. Um, but he didn't say that. He said, "You're not going to dizzy Plus me," implying that he's just too big. <laughs> You know, him and his brand, His name and his brand is too big for ah, Disney+. That's Plus. just wild to me
1: because, like, we have so many, like, Marvel shows coming out that can kind have of literally, like, Academy Award-winning and nominated actors. Stars and,
0: that far outshine uh, John Boyega. John no offense Boyega. to him. No offense you to know, him.
1: Anthony Mackie's a veteran. <laughs> you know, Sebastian <laughs> Stan's been how many movies at this point that have made hundreds of millions and billions of dollars. You know, like we got elizabeth olsen's got a show you know tom hiddleston's got a show i mean it's not
0: like disney plus is just a bunch of bums you know a bunch of a bunch of a bunch of c-list rejects that that you know don't do anything else with their careers Savage
1: bozeman's gonna be involved in disney plus stuff like john
0: boyega i mean no no disrespect no disrespect no disrespect to john boyega at all
1: look i think he's looking at it from like the the the, the Star Wars Mandalorian, like, you know, Pedro Pascal. Even Pedro
0: Pascal.
1: Well, Pedro Pascal's a big actor. <laughs> he may not be at this stage like your A list Hollywood name. I mean the big time T V actor right. and now has is getting some more movie projects. Right. Um, do they do they does he feel like I don't want to be on the same level as Pedro Pascal? I mean look, that's not like that's one like, like even like the point you're gonna make, like Pedro Pascal, I mean Nothing wrong with that, but even then, like, look past that one guy in this one show, like, you o- and McGregor is doing a, doing an Obi Wan
0: series. Yeah, exactly.
1: You and McGregor, do, like, the guy is at the peak of his of his heights post Obi Wan, right? Post uh the prequel, he's done Beauty and the Beast. He's done Christopher Robin.
0: Beauty and the Beast, he's Christopher Robin, Birds of Prey, Doctor Sleep. I mean, the guys, like, the guys doing, doing everything.
1: everything. He doesn't need to do a Disney Plus series, but it, like, he loves the character. He loves Star Wars, and I'm sure they're paying him a lot of money to do it. Um, so like, I don't even look at Boyega and say like it's disrespectful. It's whatever. He can feel however he wants to feel about <laughs> his career. I just I don't know if it's a smart business decision because they come to him with a with a lot of money. I I don't think the money is any different. For these guys doing these Disney Plus series, than it would be for a movie,
0: and also to me, kind of shows a lack of 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 uh, serious thought regarding regarding his brand and his career and his name. I mean, if he if say the money is you know significantly less, which you know it may be, um, <laughs> you know what does that do? Not even thinking about just the, the payout, just in terms of that show, what does that do for you? What does that do for your name, for your brand? You're the
1: face of a Disney Plus series. You're
0: the the singular face of a Disney Plus series. You know, in the new, in the sequel trilogy. If you do that job well, the demand that you're going to have, the fan base that is going to be surrounding you, crowding you, singularly, not Ray, not the trio, you. And he's saying, no, 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 you're not going to Disney Plus me. And it's like, dude, think. (laughs) Has he seen the Baby Yoda stuff? Yo, Baby Yoda's Disney Plus. Baby Yoda, the biggest Yoda thing in, in, in pop
1: culture is the right biggest
0: now. thing in pop culture right now. Movie, TV, music, anything, comedy, anything, comedy. <laughs> Baby Yoda is is popular culture right now, he's and he's on Disney Plus, and he's straight out of Disney Plus. So it's very very odd to me that you know Boyega is making these kinds of comments. Isaac, I understand because of how he framed the whole situation and him he just doesn't want to do this character anymore. Totally get it. Boyega, I do not get. Cause it, especially since he said he would consider going back and doing more movies if right. Ray and Poe were, were to go back and do more movies as well. He said, I'd think about it. I would consider it and I would I would maybe be down for that. But he, Disney Plus, he's like, you're not going to do that to me. And it's like, oh, jeez. You know. So I don't know. I mean, it's just more comments from Boyega that I'm just like, you know, I don't understand why you're making these comments. <laughs> you know, I don't. You didn't have to say it like that. Um, you know, I I don't, I wouldn't even necessarily call it disrespectful either. I I just don't understand it. Why? How? I don't know when Disney Plus became like this this kind of dumpster, yeah, this trash it's bin. The <laughs> you know? Like going
1: to the minor league. <laughs> you you know?
0: Know? It's like what? So. So yeah, I don't know. And what does that say about other? Guys? What does it say about people like Diego Luna and uh, you know um, and jeez, uh, uh, the K two S O. Yeah, Hugh McGregor, um, Alan Tudyk. Alan Tudyk. What does it say about those people? You know, so I so I don't know. I I that, so these comments are very confusing for me. But they're company they're company people, man. Like com- this yeah. is not a this is not this is
1: an anti Disney quote. There's no other way to, to <laughs> look at it. Like, you know, like, imagine if your employer, like, not even, like, they didn't actually do anything. They haven't asked him to do a show as far as we know. But someone even raised the idea of you maybe doing some extra work at maybe a little less than what you're being paid. And you said, yeah, do that to me. <laughs> I mean, that's just an anti-company sentiment. I mean, it's, and look, maybe maybe it's in the right Frame of mind. I don't know. I I don't I don't think it is because, like you said, I think he's under. I think he's uh, underselling the the value of doing one
0: for for his brand
1: and for you know his pocket and a lot of reasons. But yeah, um, I mean, unless
0: he's got some kind of other crazy projects lined up that you know we just don't know about.
1: Right. Look, maybe Boyega feels like, look, by the time I get a show out, I'm gonna be an Academy Award winning actor. Yeah, so that, that's gonna be beneath me. But he's not there yet. He hasn't. hasn't, He's not close. So how are we gonna get to how we like? If this were Leonardo DiCaprio, Lord, maybe you know, like, all right, there's not one person right now that, besides maybe Samuel Jackson, that's done a Star Wars movie that's still alive that can say that. They can say, "Don't Disney Plus me." (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Harrison Ford, (laughs) Samuel Jackson. And what, you know, Mark Hamill, maybe? Even Mark Hamill. Even Mark done Hamill. The Flash. Uh, like, yeah. You know, he's a bad man in the can series, right? do a <laughs> Disney Plus series. So, like, everybody should be open to doing Disney Plus series at this stage of their
0: career. I, so I, I don't think there are, yeah, I was going to say, I don't think there are many people just alive. You know, yeah, that, that many
1: actors. It's a short list.
0: A very short list of people that would be like, you're not going to Disney Plus me. I'd be like, jeez, who, who are you? You know, or you know, <laughs> like you were saying, Samuel L. Jackson. Um, you know, it's a very, very short list of of actors and actresses who could get away with saying that, and you'd be like, "Yeah, they shouldn't Disney Plus them." Very, very short list of actors. Even and Samuel
1: actresses. Jackson was on
0: to eat into the Shield*. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, you can't get Boyega on a Disney Plus show. Yeah, so I mean, look, I, I, so yeah, I don't know. It seems, it seems very, very. Like super big headed to the point where you're just like, wow, you really think you're that big? You think you're that big? To the point where you're just like, you're not gonna do that. You to know me. how many people don't even know his name? <laughs> <laughs> they just know him as the black
1: stormtrooper, the black <laughs> Jedi.
0: Right, exactly.
1: They don't even know who. They don't even know who he. They know his character, They don't know his name, man.
0: Yeah, you know, it's like Disney. Yeah, Disney Plus is like this huge demotion. So <laughs> I don't know. That would be great for. That would be great exposure for him. I don't know what he's talking. Yeah, about. I don't. I don't understand it at all. That would be fantastic <laughs> exposure for him. I,
1: his agent sat him down. And was like, I don't know what you're talking <laughs> <about.">
0: <laughs> if they announced he's, a Finn show, I'd be like, wow, good for him.
1: Yeah, yeah. I would yeah, be yeah, extremely but. excited for John Boyega. Think about where he was pre way because Now he got his own Disney Plus show. Yeah. You know, but he's like, don't you're not going to Disney Plus me. Like, like, I hope you want. I hope you got a job lined up. What like you say? Because there's not gonna be any movies coming up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not like we're going a Finn movie anytime so unless I'm wrong. Maybe that will be announced
0: next month. But yeah, uh, strange, strange comments from John. Boyega. Yeah, very, very odd. Um, but all right. So our next story um does not include involve uh, John Boyega making any kind of comments. Um, so Jeremy Calrad, uh who is you know JC it very much is cosmic uh inside source leaking various various things um from his sources uh in the in in disney industry disney marvel disney as a whole all kinds of leaks so according to him uh the afro show which we had spoken about before on this show yes he was uh, the one that broke that news initially yes he was the one that initially broke that news according to him that show may actually be animated um yeah. so that would be very very fascinating i think that that would be a complete success i don't i there really isn't i give that a 90 percent chance of being a complete success um i mean and and for me i'm basing partially basing that off of the success of the Harley Quinn animated show that recently debuted on Disney Plus, uh, not on Disney Plus, on uh, DC Universe. Um, uh, now, now that show, I actually feel like the Harley Quinn in that show would actually be a lot like Afra. Um, you know, just a lot of, you know, uh, you know, a quips, very kind of adult themed um mature
1: that's the question when you bring harley quinn i mean disney plus has been so like kid friendly so far would they would they even if you do afro would it have to be an edgier type of you know push the envelope kind of show
0: uh i feel like it should be i don't think it has to be ma because harley quinn is ma um a hard very hard ma i don't think afro would have to be at all um but i think it should i think it should be tvpg at the very least um uh which i think it would be okay i think that would be uh reasonable i think the is the mandalorian tvpg or tv14 or something like that um, cuz the mandalorian is not tvg or tvy7 so um yes so i i mean i think if they did afra gave afra that same rating i think that would I think that would suffice. It, that would not have to be a TVMA show. It's, it's going to be interesting,
1: like, if you did brand it like that, like,
0: you know, it's an animated series,
1: you know, we, you know, it's going to be a Disney Plus animated series. Like, you're going to have to make it clear that this isn't like, you know, some Disney Junior show. Yeah, they would. But again, maybe, like, it'll be, I don't know. It, it's it got to be darker than Rebels, is what you're saying. Darker than Clone Wars, darker than Rebels.
0: Maybe not even dark, but just like more adult-themed than those shows. But Well, it has to be more adult-themed than Rebels. Clone Wars, I mean, Clone Wars I feel like was kind of a mature show already. So, so I, I don't think I necess- that time. Yeah, so yeah, they may be able to get away with that. Though I think Afro is way more comedic than really any other Star Wars character, honestly. So you almost
1: like Young Justice on, Disney, on DC Universe almost?
0: Yeah, yeah, I would say something like that. I, I would absolutely say something like that. It's more adult themed, you know, um, you know, just more mature jokes uh, and just mature subject matter as well. I mean, she is an LGBT character. Um, not that that necessarily needs to make it an adult show. Um, I mean, Steven Universe kids show and that deals with that stuff as well. Um, but but she is uh, an LGBT character and she strugg- She does. She doesn't struggle with that but that is a a, very much an aspect of her character and she has you know spurned lovers and things like that so i mean you you do deal with that you know and she does have that in her past so you know i would think something like that would lend itself to be at least like tvpg um kind of more serious themes and she's not a good person that's i mean that's another reason it's like okay so this is a villain who has betrayed people caused many deaths you know, um, et cetera. And you should show that in the show. So the show would have to be somewhat mature to an extent. Um, so yeah, I think, I think that, I think the show would be a success. Honestly, I think Afro would gain a lot of fans if they did an animated show. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, it's, it's interesting. Um, mm-hmm.
1: And Jordan Mason from Making Star Wars kind of threw more gasoline on that fire by saying, um, you know, he made it, put out a tweet saying, look, we have two shows coming down the pipeline, two animated series coming down the pipeline. You know, everybody's talking about these live-action shows. we got two animated series coming down the pipeline. I didn't know there was two. Um, but that's when people started connecting dots, Conrad's tweet, plus Jordan Mason's tweet that one of them is probably Afro, and someone even tweeted at him um, you know, something along the lines of hashtag Where's Ezra Where's I think is what they said. And you know, he just tweeted at them with, you know, some sort of, you know, nod, gif, you know, alluding to the alluding to the fact uh that, that could be on the way as well. So that would be an interesting sounds like the two animated series that he's alluding to maybe Afra and a rebel sequel.
0: Uh, whatever the, some of these animated series are, I hope Filoni has some kind of involvement. Though uh, No doubt he will. No though, doubt he will, certainly on The Rebel Sea. Right. Well, that's true. Um, After
1: I'm not, no sure, not so sure about it.
0: Though, with that being said, I also want Filoni to move on to more live action stuff and get a bigger um, responsibility within Star Wars as a whole and have a bigger responsibility for the story of Star Wars as a whole. Um, but I also miss his animated stuff, and I hope he has, you know, I hope he has some kind of, uh, control over that still, as well. Um, I mean, look at what everything Feige's doing. If, if, if Kevin Feige over at Marvel can do all that stuff. Feige, uh, Filoni can multitask, and, <laughs> and it'll be fine. Um, uh, but yes, yeah, so I am, that is very exciting news, uh, so hopefully that is true. Um, and last but not least, we, sh- we can talk about the Mandalorian. Uh, so we we can go ahead and review we actually have two episodes of the Mandalorian um, I do not have the episode titles in front of me uh, but
1: hey, I only know them as chapter 5 and chapter 6
0: chapter 5, chapter 6 chapter 5 Dave Filoni directed the episode and uh, chapter 6 was directed by I forget his name Rick Famuyiwa. Rick Famuyua, Uh who is a Nigerian American uh, director um, uh, I uh, you know like every episode of The Mandalorian. I very much enjoyed both of the uh, these episodes. I'd say I enjoyed five slightly more than episode six, but they were both very good episodes in my opinion. Um, I mean episode five was written and directed by Dave Filoni, and um, you know I mean he meets a young uh smuggler or a, well yeah well no not a smuggler a young bounty, bounty hunter who's kind of an up-and-coming bounty hunter, um, and they go after a bounty, uh, who ends up being... Um, uh, is it... What's her name? Uh, Ming... Uh, Ming Na Wen. Ming Wen, right? Yeah. Yes. Uh who ends up being Ming Na Wen's character. Um, Agent May. Agent May from Chung Agents Li. of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, uh, and Chung Lee, I guess. Uh, <laughs> Mulan, if you care about the original Mulan. Yeah, exactly. Um... Uh, uh, but uh, yeah, so you get Agent May uh, Ming-Na Wen's character I do not remember her name, I feel terrible uh, I should have looked that up But you get Agent May <laughs> The Agent May of uh, Star Wars yeah, She's
1: Agent May for
0: <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. And she was kind of Agent May in the episode as well I mean, she yeah, she was no. she was fighting people uh, She was deadly So they had to hunt down this other person Who used to work for the Hutts As an assassin um, uh, And the kid clearly uh, cuz it was clearly a very young guy kid that the that uh Mando was working with and um it's clearly very wet behind the ears uh didn't know a lot Mando had to kind of help him through the whole thing um and uh, when they end up ca- eventually capturing Meena when she convinces the kid to try to betray Mando and um uh and he does that and uh puts baby Yoda in danger puts a whole bunch of people in danger uh, but Mando ends up taking out the kid and leaving with Baby Yoda. The very, very, very uh, cool story. And it all took place on Tatooine. When they said Mos Eisley Cantina, yo, the, the, I got all, immediately tingles all over my body, flashbacks, yeah. all of that. And it looked exactly like Tatooine. Perfect, perfect, perfect. A++ A for that episode. It was fantastic. Um, the next episode... Uh, was your bounty hunter group episode? Um, so that's for everyone that liked the Empire Strikes Back and wanted to see a team of bounty hunters do stuff together, or people that like the Clone Wars and wanted to see things like, um, uh, wanted to see another team of bounty hunters do stuff together. Um, uh, so I mean, you got Mando and you have another team of bounty hunters, um, uh, you know, so you got, um, a, a Twi'lek, a Devaronian you got a droid, and you got uh, Bill Burr, who's <laughs> <Yeah, he did. laughs> a comedian, who ended up being in the episode, um, uh, which he was he was actually very good in the episode. I very much it enjoyed it. Yeah, he wasn't just like, you know, telling jokes. Every yeah, time. he wasn't just cracking jokes the whole episode. Um, uh, so it was fun. It was, it was fun. It was cool. It was very interesting seeing him in the episode. But he I thought he did a very good job and um uh yeah the team of the other the team that he went on to do the job with ended up betraying him which didn't surprise me at all something seemed off about this thing from the from the jump to the point where you you know and i i watched someone else do a review of the episode and they said the same thing i mean from the jump you kind of wanted like mando why are you doing this something's not right here <laughs> you know these people are going to betray you it was probably a little too easy i didn't i
1: didn't i it surprised me when it happened in the twist but like
0: you know, I also
1: didn't I wasn't watching with any skepticism. I was kinda of just watching. So like but I'm sure if I would have watched with any type of skeptical eye I'd probably would have also been like you can see it from a mile away.
0: Right. Yeah. So I mean, there's a it's uh uh yeah, I don't know. So it, it it's very odd to see that Mando was doing all that. But um uh even so i still thought the episode was very very well done the fights were great in this episode um they were they, they were very very good fights in this episode the action was fantastic the the droids on the on the uh the new republic prison ship looked great um it was just overall it was just very very well done the writing of the episode i thought was very well done um uh so, yeah, I, I very much enjoyed both of these episodes. But, uh, Keno, how would you feel about both of the episodes? Yeah, um,
1: I, I thought both episodes were pretty good. I, I think I agree that I think the, the fifth one, Chapter 5, was a little bit better than Chapter 6. I think that, uh, you know, I think the aspect of him and the, the, the bounty hunter kid and their, their chemistry was pretty good. And I think the twist and the, the turn from the kid made more sense. Uh, this one, I agree, was a little bit more predictable, but it was just a little bit more like cookie cutter. Um, I think uh, overall, I mean, I thought both episodes were really fun and had a lot of good cameos—not cameos, but a lot of good Easter eggs, I should say. Um, episode five, uh, you know, they they referenced uh, the Huts, I believe. Um, yep, they did. You know, like I said, we got you know. <laughs> Maul, Eisley, and Tatooine, so that was cool. Um, but in episode six, I mean, we got—I uh, mean, it was funny to see Dave Filoni, and uh, <laughs> I only know Dave Filoni, but you—you you mentioned to me that Deborah Ch- Deborah Chow and uh, Rick Famuyiwa, who obviously directed the episode, the other two obviously have directed episodes prior. Uh, mm-hmm. They were the the pilots uh, from the from the New yeah. Republic which was funny uh even getting the new republic story was was funny um that was cool i should say um yeah i read uh, i read actually that the new republic guy that they were that they were had that they get squared off against uh was actually matt lanter the voice of anakin oh that's funny in the clone I Wars. yeah <laughs> i that's wouldn't funny. recognize him but um so that was interesting uh we had the Cancel Bite, uh reference, which was funny, um, from uh, Bill Burr's character, and we also had the 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 we had the the, the stormtrooper line, which is funny. Uh, is, is that supposed to be like common knowledge that like throughout the galaxy, stormtroopers can't shoot, or is that kind of just like a break in the fourth wall kind of thing?
0: Or is um, a little bit. I think it's a little bit of both so i honestly at this point i think it's a little bit of both um especially at this point
1: where we were now like you know the stormtroopers are now like they're done you know like yeah we're past so sick so like
0: yep all right so um i mean really that that kind of wraps up our whole show here um So this is a very, very exciting time. Again, last show we're doing before the Rise of Skywalker Skywalker comes out. We will have our review show for the Rise of Skywalker. Um, The Rise of Kylo Ren comic is also coming out. I'm not exactly sure how how we're going to uh, navigate reviewing those. Uh, The Mandalorian episode also comes out on Wednesday before the movie comes out as well. Uh, so again, not completely sure how we're going to navigate those, if we're going to do those reviews on the same review show or separately, uh, but we will try to figure that out. Right, it depends uh, on Rise of Skywalker. Uh, yeah, A lot of it depends on the Rise of Skywalker. I mean, it's if it's if worth talking about for for two hours, then we'll
1: talk about it for two hours. Yeah,
0: but. if it's worth talking about for a very long time, if there are differ, differing opinions on the movie, then it may extend the podcast for that as well. We may do a separate review show for that as well. Or if we all have kind of the same feelings on the movie. We may do a partial review and then talk about other things going on. Otherwise, we may have to separate other stuff into a separate show. But um, either way, is very again very excited for the movie to come out, and we will have that review out for you guys. And um, uh, we will be talking about other stuff as well. I'm catching up in the comics. You know, I finished the star, caught up with the Star Wars run, so through their Destination Hoth run, um, which was good. Uh, excited for Greg Pak to be doing I believe he's doing Darth Vader when the comics come back in January Um, uh, Charles Soule is doing this regular Star Wars run I believe in January as well so a lot of very very exciting stuff coming out Um, but yeah we'll just be talking about the Rise of Skywalker more than likely for the next several weeks (laughs) I'm sure we'll be talking about the Rise of Skywalker whatever fallout there is if people hate it, if people love it we'll be talking about all that um, but yeah, that's going to do it, uh, for this. Oh, and I'm going to be catching up on all those books as well. Um, uh, so I'll be talking about all the books, um, including the right, the, the, uh, Journey to the Ride Skywalker books, you know, so I'm going to try to get through a lot of those as well. Um, like I'm almost halfway through, uh, Resistance Reborn, I believe it's called. Uh, yeah. Resistance Reborn, which is, is wonderful. I, I think, um. Uh, uh, Rebecca uh, Roanhorse is doing a wonderful job it's extremely well written The story seems very relevant um, you know kind of showing the rebellion not the rebellion, basically the rebellion but the resistance uh, in such a dire stra- in such dire straits trying to get whatever help they can uh, so it's very very well done and I'm looking forward to reviewing that along with all these other uh, Journey to the Rise of Skywalker books as well um, after the movie comes out but either way I'm still going to review All right, so that's going to do it for this show. Thank you so much for listening. Um, uh, We will be talking about the movie, so see you guys at our review show. I'm your host, Shamari, joined by Kendall. We will see you guys next time. Peace.